Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Wrestling Inc. Raw After Show. And it's just not any old Monday Night Raw. It's draft day, baby. The guys who used to be on SmackDown are on Raw, and now Raw are on SmackDown. It's a big whirlwind, but... A couple of guys you know are always going to be here for you. Raj, Geary, Justin, Labar, and I am Jack Farmer. Guys, how are you? Raj, we'll start with you. How was your weekend? How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. I uh, had a whole week of traveling. Was in Miami for a bit and then New York. But now I'm back, baby. Yeah, I saw you post a picture with all the cool wrestling social media kids in New York. And I was a little <laughs> jealous. I didn't get the invite. Hey, uh, you well, you're not in New York. <laughs> so, like, otherwise, you would have. It's just a quick drive from Los Angeles. <laughs> no, it was great. I got to you know meet Issa in person, and yeah, uh, other people in the wrestling community. So it was it was cool. And then Miami was for website stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a very productive week. Yeah. And uh, Justin, were you equally as productive? Did you travel all over the countryside meeting people? I did not. I actually took a quick <laughs> excursion to uh, to beautiful Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, and saw the sunset there and did the things that Erie, Pennsylvania can do before it gets too cold. Uh, was not a man about Miami or New York like Raj. Uh, so yeah, not, not, nothing is cool to report. <laughs> By the way, Jack, I went back through our archives, uh, you know, especially when I was going through you know, cataloging which episodes I've done in the last couple of months. Do you realize you can make a shirt that says, ah, yes. The first opening seconds of every podcast is, ah, yes. I think we could have like, that could be like the, that could be the hook of like a sample of, of a song. Uh, you know, I don't know which song, but that could be the Jack Former. Ah, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that could, that'll, be, that'll be my catchphrase. If, if I was fast on the shirts, that could be a shirt. <laughs> if, that would be if I was the wrestler. Instead of uh, The Rock has come back, I would say, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> no one would say it with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Uh, so, yes. Um, lots of stuff today. We're going to jump right into things. I want to start off first with some news. Obviously, Crown Jewel is coming up around the bend, and lots of matches are scheduled, especially out of uh, out of this episode. We've got a universal title match, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. We got a triple threat, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch for the SmackDown women's title. But the one that was added recently, the Raw tag team titles, AJ Styles and Omos versus Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Also, the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals, the King of the Ring Tournament Finals, and Drew versus Big E for the, the title as well. Uh, this is shaping up to be a pretty big card. I know it's, uh, it's easy to make fun of these Crown Jewel events, but this one actually has some, some firepower to it. Uh, Justin, how do you feel about how this uh, show is shaping up? Yeah, I mean, it's shaping up to be a hell of a card. And I, and I don't think that these Crown Jewel <clears throat> or Greatest Royal Rumble, any of these salty reoccurring shows are necessarily made fun of because uh, they, they have crap cards. It's the opposite. They they are, you know, WrestleMania-type 
you know, statures with with some of the the the, the names they pull out and, and obviously especially the spectacle of the stage and, and the entire look and I, I think that's what kind of gets people going is you know yeah we all know there's a lot of money coming into WWE from this deal with Saudi Arabia and the entire cultural thing that they're doing um, but you know people obviously you know, get under fire yeah you're putting you're taking people around halfway around the world and questionable situations so we hear sometimes with flights and everything and, and you're delivering these hot shot wrestlemania cards um you know and this one's not going to be uh going to be able to escape that criticism either yeah and there have been some bad matches too you know dx versus undertaker and kane you know it's it's a huge deal Shawn michaels coming out of retirement for this match but then the match itself kind of sucked goldberg versus undertaker uh you know almost killed undertaker um but they do bring out the big guns for this but in many ways i find this one to be the most loaded as far as a card goes i mean brock versus roman alone i think is more interesting than you know than any of those other matches goldberg versus undertaker had its own intrigue but this is uh this is this is a really big match and i i I wish this card was at the survivor series but they're doing it for Crown Jewel. They make a ton of money for Crown Jewel. They make more for Crown Jewel than they do a, a WrestleMania. So you you know why they do it. I think what I love about these two is, like mentioning Goldberg versus The Undertaker, I love that. Like The kid in me loved the fact that those guys had a matchup. But it was kind of random and out of nowhere where Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, makes sense. And Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, it makes sense. All these matches actually make sense. They don't feel forced on us. Uh and Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, I mean, I'm all for hyperbole, but that might be an all-timer as far as just box office, poster, you know, matchups go. Uh, they, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. The one thing I will say about this Crown Jewel, though, like, you know, to Raj's point, it would be great if they were loading this up for the Barclays and Survivor Series. But because they hammered home to us tonight, these new rosters don't take effect until the day after Crown Jewel. Uh, with all this draft going on, it does at least allow Crown Jewel to potentially be like a little mini mania in this current storyline of where they can pay off and, and wipe their slate clean with some of these feuds and matches and then let the rosters restart the next night, much how Mania does on the grand scheme of things where everything kind of resets the next night. So in past, we've seen Crown Jewel get tossed in October, a month before Survivor Series. It's kind of a, 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 a detour or an inconvenient obstacle on the way to Survivor Series. This at least could help maybe tie some loose ends up. And, you know, uh, Roman and Brock, they did have a match at that first Saudi event. Was it the first, the Greatest Royal Rumble? Was that the first? I, I, I think that's that was the first that they did. And they had a match in a cage. Um, Brock was the diff- champion. This is different, though. This is a different Roman Reigns. And this feels like the first time they got it right. You got Roman as the heel. Brock's the natural babyface. I think every time going in, the fans kind of wanted Brock to win. This time... He, he, he's the storyline babyface, and Roman is on another level. So it's a way more intriguing matchup with the Heyman factor. With the yes. Heyman factor, and and they've been they've been playing that brilliantly. Is it, has Crown Jewel replaced Survivor Series in the Big Four? Money in the Bank replaced Survivor Series in the Big Four years ago. Yeah, for some reason, Crown Jewel just doesn't count. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's. I don't know. A lot of times the stuff at Crown Jewel is just, it's meant to be a big show that you don't think about the next day. You know, like the DX Undertaker Kane match is never mentioned again. Um, (laughs) Undertaker versus Goldberg. So a lot of these special matches that they do are just completely forgotten. And, you know, in a way, I guess Survivor Series is too, because 
they've been doing this brand versus brand thing that doesn't mean a thing, and it, it's a throwaway pay per view now. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's a throwaway pay per view. But the kid in me loves it. I just like the idea of the Survivor Series matches. Um, but I mean, there isn't a nostalgia to it. But it back in the day, that was the only way you could see like Hulk Hogan and the bo- you know big boss man going at it in the ring. Um, you know, Hogan and Zeus. You, you know, it was. Like this, oh, the only way you could see these big attractions without going to a house show, and now you you just see it all the time. So they just need to add some stakes. They need to make these matches mean something. And the last time I can remember people really caring about a Survivor Series was that year, probably the year Sting came in, and they had that that five on five with the stipulation that the Authority might be, you know had to disband, and uh, you know Brock Lesnar and Goldberg too. That was twenty fourteen with Sting. I mean. So, so Lesnar and Goldberg was after that. So that would have been the last time. But the last time a Survivor Series match meant something was, yes, 2014, seven years ago. Yeah, so I think and, – and I don't, I, I don't like the brand versus brand thing like everyone else says. I feel like you don't even need big stakes. Just put New Day versus Bloodline or whatever. Just make it like a gang war. Almost well, no, like war need, games well, throughout you, the age. Like, you, need, it- you need things like, you know, if Survivor Series is in November – you know, it's it's an easy tie-in to Rumble. If if, right. if you are trying to like actually promote brand supremacy, then let that brand that that you know, reign supreme that night of Survivor Series have some stakes with Royal Rumble. Well, you know, with number thirty and then the losing brands number one, whatever. Like, it's it's an easy thing to do. It's a it's a layup, uh, and it could be so open-ended where you just leave Survivor Series and say this brand's going to get somebody on this brand's going to be number thirty. That gives you two months to figure out who that person is. It's not like you have to like make that decision then. It would be a very simple thing, but they for whatever reason. Don't go that route. Or you tie in the draft somehow. And and you have, you know, the draft with the Survivor Series. Each team that wins, they get a, a pick of someone on the other brand. And, you know, there's a lot you can do. Uh, they just don't do anything. I was going to say, yeah, you could do it right before the draft. And the winning team can't be drafted. They're, like, safe on their brand or something. But even then, I don't know. It's... Or the winning team get the last five spots in the Rumble. Uh, you know, or yeah. whatever. Who, however many survivors they are. They get... You know those spots. You know anything other than right now, it's completely forgotten about the next day. And they start these story. It seems like they'll start these storylines, like that year when Raw won every match, and then right. it was just completely dropped and, and forgotten about. Right. Uh, I, I could see them doing something similar with SmackDown losing, and then Roman Reigns being crabby that he's the champ of the losing brand. But that that I don't know. That's just projecting. Yeah. Uh, but SmackDown, speaking of Roman Reigns, SmackDown, uh, their ratings are in, and they came out pretty, pretty good. Um, they uh, they were up f- uh, 5.5% or so from last week's. They had an average of 2.252 million viewers on Fox, uh, 0.62 in the key demo, which was 809,000, uh, up 13.5% there. As opposed to Rampage, uh, drew an average of 622,000 viewers, uh, and it was down just under 3% from last week's two-hour show. Uh, Rampage drew a 0.25 rating in that key demo, down just under 14%. Um, Rampage ranked number three on the night in the cable top 150, down from number three, or down from number one to number three, and SmackDown ranked number one. So uh, for the second week in a row. So good, good numbers from SmackDown. It looks like Rampage sort of settling in there. Uh, any any feedback on the ratings, guys? Any thoughts there for those? Well, for me, I thought, you know, SmackDown, back back in the day, the, the draft episodes would be 
quite a bit up, and SmackDown was up. So you got to you got to say it was a success. It was the third best number uh, they've done since fans were back, as far as viewers go, tied with one other episode for the third best in 1849. So it's good. You know, it it, it didn't get the same draft uh, bump that it used to, but it it got more than last year. So it's a really good number. I mean, they can't complain. SmackDown's been you know, staying 2.1, 2.2, even 2.3 for a while now. So those are strong numbers. Number one for the night almost every week uh, in, in that demo. Rampage, I know they got a crappy time slot and everything, but this was Brian Danielson wrestling Nick Jackson. And mm-hmm. so that alone, I expected it to do not the, their best number by any means. I mean, nothing's going to top that CM Punk number, but I thought they'd do better. And... uh I thought it, I thought it was a pretty big, you know, pretty big disappointment considering they had that match. I uh, yeah, I thought that was a good match. This week's rampage, I I thought was enjoyable, but there wasn't a lot of sizzle to it. Like I didn't feel like I left with a lot of like talking points from it, and I think that's kind of how a lot of people went into it, and maybe why the numbers were down a little bit. Because Nick Jackson versus Daniel or Brian Danielson is is a great matchup, but it, like I said, it doesn't have that like sizzle to it. You know, it didn't doesn't really spark like oh i have to tune in and see this i can't record it and watch it later yeah we're finding out what rampage is going to be i mean it's i mean that those these matches are taped after dynamite you know you can find the spoilers if you really want to again you can tune in to see the actual bell to bell action but you know is that going to be enough to draw people at 10 eastern time on a friday night i mean it's yeah it's it's going to take it's going to take angles it's going to take more than just you know great dream matchups otherwise you know you are probably just going to live at this you know 600,000 mark yeah but you know also you have two million people watching smackdown in that second hour and then rampage starts right after so they're not converting those smackdown viewers uh over to rampage you know because that first quarter is still not uh the first quarter of rampage is still not it's usually the highest but it's usually not significantly high and then it you know trails off so i don't know if they tried doing more ads during smackdown uh, you know something along those lines but to justin's point i think this is we're kind of seeing the numbers settle i kind of think they might drop a little more and probably settle in the high fives uh by the time it's you know the coast is clear would you consider that a good number high fives to settle in it uh, you know, you could say it, it'll be number one for its time slot, but there is nothing on in that time slot. You know, people don't put their strong 18 to 49 shows on Friday in general. They usually want to put that on earlier in the week when, when that demo is in. So it's going to win. NXT, you know, would probably win at, at that time. So that that to me is not that impressive. I just think that time slot sucks for it but if tnt feels like that's where they get the most value where they would be doing nothing at that time and at least they got strong numbers you know in a death time slot then then that's good for them it's a soft win and especially if they continue just to tape it you know if if they're already if production's already set up on a wednesday and you already have you know you're already there for dynamite you know obviously this kind of number they could not sustain doing live rampage like they did in those first opening weeks there like they, they couldn't I mean, that would be a loss in the long run but if it's just mm-hmm. tacking on to give the live audience something more on a wednesday night adding more value to that ticket to go see a dynamite a live dynamite and then just get to see a tape rampage yet yeah, to raj's point you can tell that you're winning because there's nothing else in that time slot you know probably no harm no foul yeah and also it's it's a win for aew in the sense that they're getting 
extra money for a show that they're just taping and it, they, they don't really have any extra added expense. So, And it, I think it gives more people more time. I don't know if we would have seen Nyla Rhodes, Jay Cargill, and uh, Thunder Rosa, for instance, if they didn't have that extra hour of Rampage to, to put them on net, network TV. That probably would have been a, a an elevation or a dark match. It's cool that they're on network TV instead. So I think there's a win there, too, just as a, you know, fan yeah. as well. And to your, one of your points, Jack, that you made about it not feeling like it had the sizzle, one of the things I thought, uh, the reason why it didn't when I was watching it, was the crowd just seemed so subdued. Like, it's not the normal AEW crowd, and I think that's being in the fourth hour of a TV taping. I feel like they get, they need to do, they need to move Elevation to the end and yeah. have Rampage before it, because the crowd is just dead by then, and Rampage is your number two show. The, you know, I consider it the number two show. I know right. Tony Khan will say they're both A shows, but uh, they need to switch that around. Hey, like I said, I, I'm happy with having a B show. I think that's okay. But uh, Alejandro in the chat says, have the winners of the men's and women's Survivor Series match face each other in a five-way match. Winner challenges their champion at Royal Rumble. Uh, this is something I've always actually thought would be cool. I would say the the remaining members of the winning team fight it out right then and there. So when they're having their Survivor Series team matchups, you have those the the ne'er do wells leaving their buddies high and dry, so they're not fresh for the match later uh, and things like that. I think that could be kind of fun. But uh, I think that's a cool idea. What do you guys think? Do you mean like the wild card rule that they used to have, where all the winners of all the the men's Survivor Series matches meet up at the end, or is this something I, different? I, I think so. I think it's and the women's. Yeah, I think the basically the the winner, the, like the winners, the surviving members. Yeah, would face each other until there's one person left standing. That's how it, I would it, see it. It requires too much continuity out of WWE. They always want to leave themselves subject. No, I'm, I'm being serious. They yeah. always want to leave themselves subject to injuries happen. Uh, all of a sudden, we're not going to push this guy or girl. Whatever, like things change so quickly. This kind of stuff. That you know requires too much. You know, we got to explain it. You know, they, you know, they, they, and they, we saw it. They tried to go down this route as one of the, you know, push the panic buttons. All you know, in the last couple of years of, of viewership decline with, you know, the, the Raw Underground, Raw being dark. Okay, now we're gonna have the four or five guys that get to come over each. Show. Like they try and they just can't keep track of this stuff. It's it's too hard to stay consistent. Justin, they have a built-in solution for that, and they've used it before. If someone gets hurt, you throw in Shane McMahon, and he wins it. Like the best in the world tournament. It's an easy fix. <laughs> You've always got that. Yeah. Uh, so we got a big show today to talk about. The, the, oh, we got a Survivor Series 2004 winners are GM one week. GM for a week. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that makes you want to buy a pay-per-view, though. Yeah. You know, they've never explained to us. Adam Pierce or Sonya Deville, <laughs> like how they got bestowed with the, I mean they they're they're labeled as WWE well at least Adam is WWE official, like this is this is the this is the weakest they didn't even bother this time they at least in the past you know Constable Corbin, um, corporate Kane they'd at least explain while this why this wrestler's being the the corporate lackey representing the office. <laughs> They just right. had this guy show up one day and just told you his name's Adam Pierce. He's an official. And then Sonya Deville all of a sudden was back after being creeped on and taking time off. And all of a sudden she was bestowed as office power. They, they didn't even try. With this and, and why don't they have Adam Pierce as one and Sonya Deville of the other show? Why are That's, they co? 
co-GMs when they're supposed to be separate shows. That well, is the, spe- the network executives in the war room, I, I guess Sony and Adam are just relaying what the network yeah. executives are. The, the, Fo- the NFL Fox robot is the one in charge of SmackDown. <laughs> uh, right. clearly. But shouldn't Fox have their own representative and then USA have their own? I don't know. Remember the last draft they had that they had that those those crazy ass looking war rooms with the yes. with the robot. The <laughs> yeah. I I like the idea of them just uh oh Ricky says breaking news live she got drafted to Raw. I, I thought she had already been drafted to Raw. So once they showed her on the Raw talk, I'm like oh she must have been drafted and I missed it. So wait, so I'm confused. So they said tonight the sixth and final round of the draft, but then we're having these supplemental picks that's going on I guess right now with Raw talk, and then they said there's going to be drafts tomorrow night at NXT. Yeah. They make this so confusing. They make what should be the most simple thing in the world, <laughs> something that you do in PE class when you're picking teams, the most complicated format you could ever come up with for this. I don't I it's they make it so difficult, but it is what it is. Uh Joseph uh, pointing out that it looks like Liv Morgan is the only draft pick on Raw Talk. Oh. So no. so what's the NXT draft? Like is is tomorrow night all people from Raw or SmackDown that that NXT acquires? Or is it more taking from NXT? I thought it was just one way. I thought they were just breaking up NXT people. So hopefully LA Knight. That's my... Yeah. That's, that's who I'm hoping. He's a star. He's a, he's a million-dollar megastar, he would tell you. But uh, he's he's right. He's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Braun... I hate saying that name. Braun yeah. Breaker. I could see them fast-tracking him, too. Um, I hope they don't do it yet. But the, that, that guy's a star. And I, and I hope they change his name to Rex Steiner. But... Um, Rex Steiner, I have a whole th- possibly could have been the best, like the be- most perfectly made name for a person was Rex Steiner for so many reasons. But alas, uh, we did have the draft, and that means for the Raw after show, we lost a few people that we watched every single week. They're going to SmackDown, so now they're no longer on the show, now they're just memories. And uh, you know, making new memories in a new world, I found the best way to hold on to those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try paintyourlife.com. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect User-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made, hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Raj, you, uh, you've recently used their services, correct? Absolutely, and here it is. And uh, this is a you know, centerpiece in our living room, and uh, it's awesome. I mean, we loved it. You know, when, we, you get, when they were working on it, they first sent us a couple proofs. You know, we told them if there was anything that needed to be fixed or anything that needed to be touched upon. They got it exactly perfect, and then they send it to you, and it it looks amazing. I love it. Yeah, very cool, very easy. And what I like about it is, like I said, you can take multiple photos and merge them together. So if you're like, I look good in this photo, but you look good in that photo, let's just merge them, and it'll look great together. I think that's really cool. Um, but uh, at, at paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off of your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. 
To get this special offer, text the word wrestling to 64,000. That's wrestling to 64,000. Text wrestling to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter the most. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text wrestling to 64,000. Um, so that's how we can remember some of the, the wrestlers we lost uh, today on Raw. We could get a Drew McIntyre painting from paintyourlife.com. <laughs> As he's heading over Drew McIntyre with the sword in front of a raw logo. Yes, <laughs> with the holidays coming soon, that sounds like a good good option. Absolutely, it, or it, something it, to get for a friend. It's uh, what's nice too, because as free shipping, as you know, uh, I don't live next to my family, so it's something I can I can get and then have them ship it to them, and so I kind of don't I don't have to pay the shipping and I get a gift. It's a uh, it's a nice uh, nice way to get a nice gift without spending a ton of money. Uh, King Rail says, now that's how you go to an ad, Jack, LOL. That <laughs> is just smooth. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's all about getting it into the... <laughs> really quick. Thank, thank you guys in the chat for uh, giving us some updates during Raw Talk. Apparently, they broke up uh, Tamina and Natty, and they split up uh, Tegan, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart uh, already. That wow. was fast. That, and then... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say it's weird because didn't they beat the champs like three times in a row? And then they were <laughs> now they're breaking them up. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then gender to SmackDown. Wow. Crazy. Just, so, just gender. It, I'm assuming that means Veer and uh, uh, Shanky. 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 Uh, yeah. How offended would you be if they were like, yeah, we want Veer and gender to SmackDown. And Shanky's <laughs> like, what about me? No, we're good. <laughs> 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 thank you stellar justin lopez that does include gender and shanky going to smackdown uh and, and in general and to your point raj uh thanks to everyone who's in the chat whether it be uh oz or stellar or francesco or dro or the flame or everyone else we appreciate you guys being part of the live chat also if you're listening on the podcast version on apple Podcasts or spotify uh if you could do us a favor hit the like button comment share subscribe all that good stuff uh, always appreciated as well. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you, so it is. So it's Jinder and Shanky are going to SmackDown. Veer is staying on Raw. Uh, Veer. <laughs> so, no, Veer, we're good. You know <laughs> what, though? Veer is, does show a lot of potential. He can move. He's got some agility. Uh, so yeah, we'll I, see. I, which one's the one who's like the seven-footer? Is that Shanky? That's Shanky. Shanky. Yeah. Shanky's uh, really green. Yeah, um, so Shanky will probably get there at some point. But Veer right now seems like he's just about ready to go. I mean, he's he got a cool look. He looks like he can beat the brakes off of people. So there we go. There we go. Uh, draft. Draft day, night one. Before we get any first picks, though, we have a segment to open the show. Becky Lynch comes out and says she's going to be the number one pick. Uh, Charlotte comes out, and they have a stare down, and they chat to each other before Bianca comes out, and Becky stirs things up, and now that's going to be our main event. Uh, Bianca versus Charlotte. I didn't realize this was their first time having a match tonight, so I was pretty excited. How did you guys feel this uh, opening segment went on night two of the draft? I thought the the segment was good. Um, it was fine. I, I think Becky's got a ton of charisma. You know, you got you know three of the people with the most charisma in the company in that opening segment between you know Becky, Bianca, and Charlotte. So I, I thought the segment was good. But as soon as you know they announced Charlotte versus Bianca, I'm like, well, B- 
Bianca just lost to Sasha on SmackDown, so she shouldn't lose tonight. Charlotte shouldn't lose because she's the champion, just got drafted over. So I'm like, this is probably going to be a DQ. Lo and behold, that that's what it was. I, I did. I the segment, it, you know, it, it was good, but when you do a main event and you go 20, 25 minutes, and then you do a DQ finish, I just feel like it's just kind of a kind of a slap in the face it's like you don't have any other plans you you give a big match but have no ending it's just kind of a way to kill time and they do that way too much it's one thing if you did it once out in in a couple months but when you're doing it every show pretty much it's it gets old and that's what it is you know yeah it's cool to see all three of them on the mic in the ring at the same time but they try to it is the 50 50 they try to protect everybody you know they have no exit strategy they have no nowhere nowhere to go so that's what it is it is a case of well we just have to make sure everybody stays at even keel nobody can get nobody can get too many wins with anybody else well um it's a it was a disappointing end of the show i will admit but the first couple picks that came through raw picked up becky lynch and kept bobby lashley smackdown i guess kept a couple people in the usos and sasha banks i do think it's nice that they got becky lynch on raw because she's obviously a superstar but I think it's also going to help freshen up that uh, women's division. Uh, and speaking of fresh, I smell a segue coming on. Hello Fresh. Uh, with Hello Fresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time. You'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and shopping so you can get back to what matters. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes, easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. I use it. I love it. Keeps it easy, especially on draft days for uh, WWE Raw where things are happening every five minutes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Inc14 and use the promo code INC14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash INC14 and use code INC14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, I got to show you guys some of the recent ones we made. Let's get it up here. The... The barbecue cheddar pork burgers with mm. these uh, oven roasted fries and and it's like this uh, like this chutney on the side, so good. Uh, crispy parmesan chicken, which was delicious uh, with with the side of carrots. And then these were probably my favorite, the firecracker meatballs. I've I've requested this a few times uh, with the uh, the asparagus on the side. None of those took more than thirty minutes. So it's fast, it's fresh, and it's, it's so tasty. So uh, definitely, if you've never tried it, try it out once. HelloFresh. Uh, the code was... INC14. HelloFresh.com slash INC14. Yeah, I mean, it's 14 free meals. Like, where else are you going to get 14 free meals uh, by just typing in some information into a website? Uh, plus, it's good. Those meatballs are amazing, by the way. I'm with you. Uh, really good stuff over there. Um, more good stuff. We had Davian Priest take on Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. Uh, repeat match. Nothing wildly unpredictable, but uh, I thought it was a fun match. The story, though, is Austin Theory comes out and pretends he wants a, a selfie before attacking Jeff Hardy. 
Uh, I think this is a great way to introduce Austin Theory to the main roster. Uh, Justin taking out a, a legend. Uh, was this the right move for Austin Theory? Yeah, it was. You know, there was crickets when he came out. Nobody reacted, knew his music, knew him maybe. Uh, and then within, it was like only 60 seconds. Within a minute, uh, the, this whole exchange and fanboy troll job happens. Uh, I mean, he had some good heat. Uh, a lot of booze, you know, really, really on top of him. So, yeah, this is more good use of, of Jeff Hardy. I mean, look, I, I people are over for him. Uh, I, I don't like – I'm glad this is probably the end of him and Damian Priest because, like, while they keep trying to have Hardy put Priest over and do, like, the nice good guy, good guy post-match thing, I'm like, we're not going to do any favors with the audience if you keep having Priest beat this very over, you know, legend, uh, fan favorite in Jeff Hardy. So let's move away from that. Let's get an actual heel in Austin Theory some rub uh, with Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I mean, it made no sense in storyline for Jeff Hardy. I I know they do this over and over again where, you know, someone keeps losing and keeps getting title shots. And and, and Jeff Hardy, this is what, his fourth match with Damian Priest or being involved in a match and and losing. So I'd rather they had Jeff Hardy just beat somebody else. Mm -hmm. Have him win. Austin Theory comes out. You do the same angle. I really like the angle. I thought Austin Theory feel felt very composed. He didn't seem nervous. Uh, I thought he pulled it off well. This was, I thought, one of the highlights of the show. But him going into a feud, uh, you know, I guess that's going to be a feud for a couple weeks until Crown, Crown Jewel, right? Because Jeff Hardy's on SmackDown. Austin Theory's on Raw. So if you're going to have him beat Jeff Hardy, have him beat Jeff Hardy coming off of a win as opposed to, you know, a bunch of losses. But outside of that, I thought I thought this segment was great. Yeah, I think this is a perfect way to use Jeff Hardy because, like, like you guys said, everyone loves him. I think that uh, Austin Theory picking on him makes everyone hate him, especially because he seems like such a jerk with the selfie thing. Right. Uh, one thing I noticed, I, I don't know if you know, his, his finisher is, is usually like he comes down like a cutter, like an RKO, but uh, he hit him with the knee this time instead. I wonder if that was a uh, no-doing-that-move on Randy Orton's show. Uh, yeah, it was almost like a GTS. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like they changed. Yeah, exactly. Instead of the the cutter, but uh, I don't know if that was intentional. If there was, you know, I'm some sure it was words, but yeah, I'm uh, sure it was. You know how they are with you can't have the same last name. You can't have you know uh, yeah. the same finisher. You can't. So I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Davidian, Drew Davidian says, uh, King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring are coming to my home state called California this Friday for SmackDown, but I am going to SmackDown next week in Ontario, California. Uh, yeah, coming my home state too. Well, or my, I guess my uh, adopted home state. I moved here a long time ago. But uh, uh, yeah, so it should be fun to see that. And I'm excited about King of the Ring and it's Queen's Crown. Yeah, Queen's Crown. Uh, I love yeah. tournaments, so I'm all for them. Yeah, I, I just felt like no one's really taken that King gimmick and gotten enhanced by it since probably since Booker T. Um, it's been a long time. I, I can't think of anyone. Can you guys? Um, I, I, I feel like Corbin got some mileage out of it. It wasn't quite what Booker T got out of it. So I, I, I wouldn't argue that he got some, <laughs> he got a lot out of it. But yeah, he got some, he got some. It, it, no, it's all the, no, it's all the same. King Corbin, King Barrett. Right. It's all the same. The cheap heat. You know, the, there was a time there where they, I think there was at least one year where the King of the Ring winner faced the champion at SummerSlam, right? I think when Mabel won it way back in the day. 95. Yeah, yeah 95. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that where you just get a title shot, 
you, if you want the crown, wear it. That's fine. But you get a title shot at the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, and, and I think that would just yeah. then you have some stakes, and it, it makes it interesting. I think well, so. well, you know, uh, Owen backstabbing his uh, Owen won at ninety four, and they got to go on to face Brett at SummerSlam ninety four for the title. But was Brett wasn't champ then? Was he? He was. Uh, ninety four, yes. ninety four, ninety four, King of the Ring, Baltimore. Right. He's Anvil helps him, and then they got him and Brett go to the cage, and ninety four SummerSlam. Right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I could swear someone else did. Maybe not like officially. They didn't like win the shot, but maybe they got the shot right after or something. Like maybe not a big one. Like didn't Billy Gunn like face the champion and lose or something like that? Like not in a big spot, not like at a pay per view, but wasn't it like on Raw the next week or something? I mean, didn't. Didn't he win and face the Rock at SummerSlam? But and I'm getting the years confused now. But um, that, that would have been like 2000. Maybe. But I thought because Owen going on, I don't. The stip wasn't specifically that the winner gets to face. No, the it champ, was. Right? Yeah, it wasn't the stip. I'm just pointing out they at least were logical and like you won the King of the Ring, so it's like was in the SummerSlam. Right. Yeah, Mabel yeah. and Owen were the only two. Because yeah. when because when Brett won in '93, he goes on and fights like Jerry Lawler subbing uh, with Doink at SummerSlam. <laughs> I mean. I yeah. guess in any case, we're talking like 20 to 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like... <laughs> Some of our audience wasn't even born. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happened in 2003, you know. I don't. Uh, um, I can't believe that it's that long ago. Really quick. Uh, Bernie DC saying, King of the Ring winners got a title shot at SummerSlam in 94 with Owen, 95, Mabel. Lesnar, 2002. Now, Lesnar, 2002, was that the stip? Like, you go on to face the champ. Because with Owen, that wasn't the stip. They just... And storyline went on with it. Oh, that was the famous one where they wanted Lesnar to beat Austin in the qualifier, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And he he beat the yeah he beat the Rock, but I don't think the stip was that he gets yeah. the title. I could be wrong. I, it, I think it just works out that way. There just happened to be continuity where like the guy won the King of the Ring and it just like they had him ready to be the number one contender for SummerSlam. It just worked out because I, I think you're right. I can never recall them saying win the King of the Ring, you're number one contender. They always put the focus on win the King of the Ring so you can be king, and that was its own contained. You know, right. championship, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we had a quick promo with uh, Randy Orton calling out Omos. And uh, the thing that stood out to me with this promo uh, and just quick thoughts on this is he actually, Orton called himself the legend killer. He doesn't call himself the legend killer much anymore. He calls himself like the apex predator and whatnot. Are we going to get a different Randy Orton soon? Is this a tease? I, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. It, I didn't. It, I think if you are, then it, it should be something completely different, not just an, an old nickname. It, the thing I hated about this was it made you seem like this match was happening. And then once they started doing the teases in, later in the night, like, will Omos answer? Um, then it started seeming like, okay, they're going to find a way to get out of it. But this segment made you think like this match was happening tonight. Yeah, And I was I looking forward to it. I was like, ah. I mean, Omos was probably going to win, but, it, you know, I, it... It'd be very interesting. Yeah, see, I didn't get my hopes up. I kind of figured, like, now this is one they're going to, like, they're going to promote. We're not going to get this impromptu. They might milk Omos answering that tonight, which is kind of what they tried to do. But, like, they're, not, you know, we've seen it. Omos gets people on their feet when, when yeah. you know, when he, you know, and then they, and they did it later when he and Orton kind of came to head to head. Like, he is an early making of a draw. Uh, they, oh, yeah. They've done, they've, they've, he's been well protected. Um, you know, he, they've, they've, you know, not exposed him for any weaknesses for being as green as he is, uh, and I'm sure he's progressing. Hopefully, with you know guys like AJ 
in his ear. So he's got all the makings to be. A, a, you know, he's, he's kind of the last time they did this well with the big man project was Braun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big things for him. Uh, more picks come in. Seth Rollins and Damian Priest for Raw and SmackDown, Shinsuke and Sheamus. Uh, basically, this round was we uh, Raw traded Sheamus for Seth Rollins, which uh, I think it's a fair trade. I think it's good. I'm actually excited for Seth Rollins. I think he could freshen things up a bit on Raw, even though he was on Raw like a year ago. But um, I guess a big pickup for them. I, I'm going to miss... Sheamus on Raw, but uh, I think I think Seth Rollins will give them some some new life at the top of the card here. What were the other ones again? It was uh, uh, Shinsuke and uh, Boogs uh, and Damian Priest. Okay, I hate. Okay, this is one of the things that just it's just a pet peeve when they say Shinsuke Nakamura drafted to SmackDown when yeah. he's remaining on SmackDown. It's it's not drafted to SmackDown. Like that terminology just drives me nuts cuz draft, you know, literally means like transitioning over, moving. And um you're just remaining. Just say he remains on SmackDown. In general, it felt like this year's draft didn't change a whole lot. Like there's a lot of there's some things that changed, but like in the big picture, it feels like a lot of the big picture names didn't change much. It's all yeah. tip it's all tip for tat. You know, Becky coming to Raw, it, it, you have to do an equal exchange of champions, tit for tat. I mean, they did the normal, let's reset the couples that we approve of. We will make sure they're on the road together. So you see Becky and Seth on the same show, keeping them on the same show. You see uh, Carmella get drafted to a uh, Monday. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, I, the, oh, the biggest, the biggest headline out of this draft we haven't even got to yet is of somebody who's not took a single bump on TV yet. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. I thought Raw on the men's side, I mean, they picked up Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Edge. Whereas SmackDown, I mean, who were the who were the big they name got, on the men's they side? They got Drew. Uh, they had on, Drew on uh, Friday. Raw um, also got Owens. SmackDown yeah. got SmackDown got Shayna. She's on a roll right now. Yeah, I meant on the men's side. Oh, uh, men's yeah, side. Drew, and that's kind of it, right? They got Hit Row. I think it's going to be a big thing for them. Right, but as far as moving from Raw to from SmackDown. Raw. I mean, who who was there to take from SmackDown? You're telling me Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza <laughs> doesn't move your needle for Friday? <laughs> yeah, Drew and Sheamus, I guess, would be yeah. the, the two. But, yeah, you know, I, I thought in that sense, Raw got the better end, plus Gable Stevenson, which we'll get to. Um, you guys are big sports nuts. Wouldn't this really be... Or, or bigger sports fans than I am, wouldn't these really be trades while the people from NXT would be drafts? Like, the NXT is the draft picks, and then Raw and SmackDown, those are just trades, right? Yeah. This 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 is a draft, I think, in name only, really. It's, yeah, like it's really just... Well, yeah, it's totally a draft, because like if, if you go by the nature of a draft in sequential order, so, you, you know, you, you're telling me that Raw decided... They were, they decided AJ and Omos were valuable enough to keep. They only decided that after you know, after what saying Lashley's going to stay, and and then and then you see like Zaylee. SmackDown decided Zaylee was more needed to come to their brand before you know. 
before some of the other picks they go like it, it just make i'm trying to go through the order it just makes no sense it's, right it's, it's, well, well i just mean from a, if a sports person is, is writing this they wouldn't use the term draft for yeah. guys changing going between brands that's trading and whereas the rookies coming up those are the guys that are being drafted so it'd be the nxt WWE, anyway. wwe approaches this that everybody's a free agent so it is we're all drafting you back to them but then you have brock saying coming out and saying i'm a free agent <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, well. Like I said, they make this way more complicated than it needs to be. And also, like, only half of them are available the first night, but they don't. you don't really know who is available the first night because they don't really tell you until the night of. So you're just like, okay. I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> It's a weird setup. They make it more. They make it very confusing. And again, you know, I thought Tonight Show kind of it, it moved better than a lot of Raws. Um, but if you watch some of those old draft shows, like they were exciting and they had you know, matches that determine who was getting drafted where and people switching back and forth and, and GMs just pissed at each other and really competitive. I wish they'd go back and watch some of those because just someone out there just reading names, just, it just, again, I, I think the current fans are used to it. If they've only been watching WWE for like the past five years, that's kind of what you get. But you look at those old shows, man, and they were, they were hot. Well, that's where you have the the GMs on different brands makes a big difference, and uh, I'm competitive. Said, I, I don't know why they don't use this as more story from wrestlers. Like Ricochet should have been having matches for the past two months, saying I need to up my draft my draft spot. I need to get drafted. I don't want to be a free agent this year or whatever. And like it's it's because they didn't probably decide until yesterday morning that Ricochet was going to be moved. It's, right. You know, they don't. Right. Well, yeah, that's the uh, that's, well, pretty, la, la, that's la, the reality. Last, Last week, you know, I was all for the buddy comedy of Reggie and Ricochet. I was fine with that tag team and what could become of it now. So much for that. I guarantee you two weeks ago they didn't have plans for Ricochet to move to SmackDown. You know, like they they weren't concerned about it. Yeah. I I imagine there was a, oh, that's today? (laughs) (laughs) Who do we got? Just Uh, (laughs) tell me some names. Ricochet, SmackDown. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says if they wanted to do a draft that's true to sports it would have to involve all NXT talent but that won't work because you can't draft 30 NXT talents right so you have each each side has a certain number of trades and then a certain number of draft picks so they have five each so you bring up five NXT guys to each you got 15 trades and uh yeah, it it doesn't make a difference, but yeah, I'm just I I guarantee we'll never see AEW do a draft. <laughs> right, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we have uh, you. We had mentioned Baszler. She uh, she had a mat- quick match with Dana Brooke, and she uh, was about to do some damage before Dewdrop came out and made the save. I like the idea of a Dewdrop versus Shayna Baszler rivalry because I think both of them are kind of on a roll right now. Uh, also, quick things that happened. Paul Heyman uh, talked about the Usos, uh, and Mansoor and Ali had a tag team match with Carrillo and Garza. Kind of mid mid show filler stuff. But uh, any kind of feedback on those those moments? The Dewdrop Shayna stuff. It's going to have to again it's going to be quick because obviously Shayna's been moved to the other brand, so she's been moved to SmackDown. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe it was kind of cool to see Dewdrop like who's this you know fun skipping around Spirit Fingers character and commentary really tried to play it of like she's not scared and she's even you know shana backpedaled a little bit so i guess in a way to give a bit of an emotional rub of again that dewdrops got an edge to her if if they even exploit that but 
otherwise, I don't know. And and Raj and I were going back and forth about this on Twitter. They had Shayna versus Dana, and they were just burying Dana on commentary. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. They're like, she hasn't done shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like at first, I thought it was a oh, she's gonna have like the plucky underdog comeback, and they're gonna like, wow, we were surprised, but no, she just got choked out. Yeah, usually when you're burying someone on commentary like that, they pull out a surprise win. And uh, <laughs> she just gets her ass kicked, and then is going to get her ass kicked. Some Corey's like, she's been here for years. Uh, uh, potential's one thing. When do you put it together? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It, like, yeah, it was like brutal. So I was like, she had. Why, what? And then I was like, why are they going to have Dana Brooke beat Shayna when they got Shayna on this role? It was weird. Um, I mean, it, the right thing was for Shayna to win, but they shouldn't have been burying Dana on commentary like that. That was really bizarre to me. Yeah, very, very odd. Um, One thing, though, I I wanted to mention the Paul Heyman thing and the Usos thing, because this was the one thing that I wish they did more of, where they kind of talked about how Paul Heyman as a manager had to get his guys drafted early. And I wish they did that with more of the managers. And, like, if you have a manager, why aren't you mad at them? Like, if if you are on NXT and you have Robert Stonebrand or whoever as your manager, why, why aren't I getting drafted? You're my manager. This is your job. Yeah, make it a big deal. Make the talent seem like they care about where they're going. Make some talent being wanting, you know, wanting to go to SmackDown. You know, outside the Usos, no one seemed to care which brand they were going to. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, I wish they just cared more. Uh, Mansoor Ali take another loss as Carrillo and Garza keep on rolling. Real quick, I, I got a quick question for you. When Dewdrop's music hit, do you know who it is right away, or does it take you a little bit? No, I didn't know. When, when it hit, I'm like, oh my god, is this someone new? Is this someone from NXT? Like, it, for some reason, her her music does not register in my head. And until she changes that name, I mean, she got a lukewarm reaction coming out, and that was a spot for a hot reaction. They need to. She needs to drop that name. I think though, to in their defense, because she was coming out to Eva Marie's music for so long, I think we didn't. I haven't actually heard her music very much. I don't think. I guess she's had three matches she's against Eva out, Marie. She's coming so. out to it, but yeah, it's not. It's not real recognizable. Yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, she's changing her name though. I think. No. I, I think Vince likes the, you know, its own identity. He doesn't. He doesn't want another first name, last name Piper Niven. He wants. Yeah. Dewdrop. Yeah. It's no. it, it's not changing now. It's it's there. It's, right. I think at this point, it's it's stuck. Um, we get a couple more picks. We've got uh, Raw keeping AJ and Omos. SmackDown taking Shayna Baszler. Raw getting Kevin Owens. And SmackDown uh, getting Zia Lee. Uh, Zia Lee, I think, is a big pickup for SmackDown. I liked her on, on NXT. Um, I think Kevin Owens is exactly who Raw needs. Someone who can, again, be in that kind of upper mid area to keep things fresh up there. And I love AJ and Omos. I'm, I'm bummed that Raw lost Shayna Baszler because I like Shayna Baszler too. But um, overall, I don't know. Any any key takeaways here from this group of drafts? I'm big on Zia Lee. Um, I, I love the character, the backstory, the the hard-hitting stiff ring work that we saw in NXT. Granted, it was like I'm referencing all stuff prior to the 2.0 re- reboot. So I'd be interested to see the whole production on this on the the SmackDown level to see what she does. I'm a, I'm a big fan. And then Kevin Owens, you know, there's a lot of rumor that he might be out the door come start of 2022. If that is the case, uh, kind of like a Jeff Hardy situation, get the most out of him. Get, give us, give as much rub as you can to Biggie, carrying cross, who, you know, whomever you have longer term investment in. That's why I think he'll be great because I think he can cut a promo against anybody. And if he stays cool, if he is leaving, then you, give a chance for guys like Damian Priest to 
potentially beat a former universal champion. You have uh, all these other guys that can now work with him and, and freshen things up. So I think yeah. he's great there. I think, you know, what I would I would like to see AJ and Omos go to SmackDown. Just because, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like the men's side was very lopsided to, to Raw. I, you know, the guys I mentioned earlier, Owens, Balor, Edge, Seth Rollins. I forgot to mention Big E. You know, like the the biggest one of all, just because he's been on Raw the last few weeks. But that's a lot of talent over for... For just Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, so I think AJ and Omos on SmackDown could have been could have been kind of cool. This is another example of if you're drafting Big E, why didn't you draft the full New Day? Like what a, I mean, I know why, like in the the real world scenario, but uh, just if I'm supposed to believe this is true, why wouldn't you pick up the team that was just named the greatest tag team in history for WWE? <laughs> like I, it seems silly to me if if you could pick them up as one pick, anyways. Right. Well, they, they, apparently some people you can, some people you can't. Uh, when you draft Nakamura, you automatically get his guitarist. Right. right. Those, <laughs> those two are joined forever. Right. But the New Day, meh. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of tag teams, though, we had uh, Big E and Drew McIntyre officially lock it in for, um, for Crown Jewel. They have a tag team match against the Dirty Dogs. I loved that they teased that both these guys used to be uh, – Proteges for uh, Dolph Ziggler before making it big. I thought Robert Bobby Roode should have said at some point, like, "Does that mean I'm going to be a champion soon?" <laughs> uh, but in any case, this was really just a matchup so that we could see the uh, the two good guys get chippy with each other at the end and uh, officially name their title match for Crown Jewel. Uh, are you guys excited for Big E versus Drew McIntyre? My thing is again, just if you're writing a story. Why is Drew getting a title shot when he has gotten so many this past year and lost them all over and over and over? I mean, from a storyline perspective, it makes no sense. It's not like he won a number one contenders match or or anything. He's just magically gifted a title shot. The Bobby Roode stuff, I did like how they did go back to their, you know, uh, Dolph Ziggler's past with, with Big E. Uh, they, they were very de- careful to crop out all the uh, photos of AJ Lee in those, which... Yeah. Which was interesting because I, I understand that. I mean, they did crop out Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose as well, but they're with another company. Um, I guess AJ Lee's affiliated in some way because she's married to CM Punk, but I don't know. It just seemed a little eh. But this promo, I don't know. I thought it, 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 it kind of dragged after a while. It, it dragged. Like, I love the concept of, like, yeah, going back in the history. I, I hate when WWE ignores the obvious. Yeah, like, Big E made his debut as a bodyguard to to Dolph and AJ, so like that's cool, um, and, and yeah, then you know that that's all cool, but yeah, it just it dragged. It was so long to get to the to the tag match and the big Bob stuff, Big D. It, yeah, when everyone's trying to do comedy, you just lose any intensity. Like, yeah, can, can we have promos where everyone's not just joking around and smiling and, and just making fun of each other and have ones that are, you know, impassioned and you really want to get at the other guy's throat. Especially when Big E's in the ring and he's going to be way more natural at it than everyone else in the ring. Yeah. Uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, so, instead of doing the haha, just having Dolph say they would be nothing without him. And he sucked before he, he joined him. You know, I think that's simple enough. Uh, you get their backstory and and you go from there. But yeah, once you had the big Bob and everything, and uh, it just it was cringy. 
I think anytime you go to the video packages, it makes the whole thing feel way longer. And since they did like the intros, video package, talking, another video package, more talking, it made is kind of what made that feel like it just took on and on and on. But yeah. um, I, I hate when they go to a video package too, just because it makes it feel non-organic. That means right. like stop earlier in the day, went to the production people and is putting together these videos and he's just waiting to throw to it. Just say, I brought you in. People will get it. If they don't, they'll look it up all, online. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Zook Enigma says, uh, like I said, Drew makes Big E look so small. Um, they're both big fellas. <laughs> yeah, Drew's taller, but they're Big, big E is... is yeah. 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 Um, and then why feature Owens in the draft if he's leaving? Well, he's well, not leaving you... until he's leaving. Right, exactly. If, if his deal's not up until January... If you and if you actually and if he's playing it at which he should as a businessman, if he's playing it as well, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Then if you're WWE and you actually want to try to hold on to him and not lose him to competition, you try to put your best foot forward. Doesn't mean they're going to make him world champion, but if they show him a couple good months of you know good booking or or, or if he's feeling it, he might say, all right, well you know yeah money's good and I'm I'm satisfied enough, I'll resign. So yeah, this is this is your chance if you're WWE if you don't want to lose him. This is your chance to work and try to hold on to them. If you, if you do want to lose them, yeah, then you just treat them like crap and, you know, run them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and King Rail says, I instantly lost interest in Biggie's title run when Drew came out. Watch me get a promo of E cutting a pancake with that damn sword. Book it. Uh, that <laughs> actually uh, kind of funny. Oh, gosh. I can see that. Please uh, don't. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm going to Jack would like it. it. I'm going to love it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I think it's fine because they're 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 going separate ways. I have a feeling it's going to end with uh, Big E retaining and Drew riding off into the sunset to SmackDown. And, and I don't know. It, it gives. I think. I, I think it's okay to give Big E some big wins over people to help solidify the title run. Uh, yeah, just just have Drew McIntyre win a contenders match. You know, give him a storyline reason for for him to be there. Hey, he's beaten Jinder Mahal like twenty five <laughs> times. That's true. <laughs> That's a, what am I thinking? Yeah, I mean, doesn't that count for anything? <laughs> um, so uh, we had another couple quick segments. Uh, Reggie uh, and the 24-7 title are running around again backstage, and they run by Apollo, and Kevin Owens stuns Akira Tozawa in the ring. Um, these were just too quick, it seemed to, like, kind of segments just to establish new people to Raw. Of course, Apollo's there. This is who he is, and... Kevin Owens is here. This is who he is. I don't know if there's anything more to take from that, unless you guys have anything you want to add. Uh, Justin, any thoughts on these quick little segments? No. Uh, it was good to see Owens. Again, the stunner, funny. Uh, I was watching the Reggie thing. They were in the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Uh, I spent many a nights there a couple years ago uh, when it was Stanley Cup final there. And that entire area where they staged that whole like obstacle course of a sequence with Reggie – was the giant area where we had like catering and and it was like a big media staging area. So I was just kind of laughing at that, just looking at like, oh, what a great way to use the space. And that's where the meatballs were. And that's where the, <laughs> the drinks were. And I said nothing more. That's all. That's all. I was yeah. just. Yeah. My only thing would be Kevin Owens first night in first night back. I would not put him with any 24 seven stuff. You don't want that stank on you. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have Roman Reigns in a twenty four seven segment, so it just instantly kind of makes you seem less. And uh, 
That would be my only thing. I, I would rather him did something with someone else. I would have liked him to have seen him seem excited to be there or happy <laughs> to be there. He didn't seem, he seemed like he was literally at work. Like, okay, I'm going to go do my thing. Um, sweet. Akira's a quick, quick stunner and I'm done. Um, but uh, we get more picks. Uh, Raw picks up the Street Profits and Finn Balor while SmackDown picks up Viking Raiders and Ricochet. If this was a trade for a trade, I got to say Raw won that one. Uh, I like Viking Raiders and Ricochet, but Street Profits and Finn Balor, I think, are uh, major stars. And uh, I think Raw wins that round. That's no fair because Raw technically gets two people. They get the Finn Balor and the Demon. So it's unbalanced oh, yeah. round. <laughs> How great uh, would it be if, if SmackDown was like, oh, well, we draft the Demon. Yeah. The <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Viking Raiders, they've kind of fallen hard a little bit i spoiler alert um on main event this past that they taped tonight uh they were beaten by t-bar and mace which Mm. didn't didn't i see did didn't just t-bar get drafted to one of the brands by himself not tonight but i feel like yeah friday i feel like i heard that too i think they split them up yeah yeah um so they really need to but then they're back together now tonight well, I guess they're together till Crown. It doesn't go in effect until October 22nd, right? Because, again, this can't be simple. This has to be the most <laughs> difficult way to understand things. In a lot of ways, I can see talent liking that because, you know, when you're not told and you're not giving any advance notice, uh, then you have to re- redo all your scheduling and, and, you know, find out if you're going to be working Monday nights or Friday nights. So at least for talent, it's a good thing that they get a few weeks to plan. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brian Outen in the chat says, hey, guys, I know it's not SmackDown, but now that Seth is on Raw, was he really at Edge's home? And how will they quad if Edge is on SmackDown? Um, I, I, I don't know, maybe how will they feud if Edge is on SmackDown? I have a feeling that was like an Airbnb, but I don't know. No, no, that was his real house. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that's why they didn't do shit. <laughs> I mean, it was the lamest home invasion wrestling angle I'd ever seen. Seth Rollins had an apple. He even closed the fridge. He closed right. the fridge door. <laughs> so. You know what's funny? When I watched that, the crowd, the biggest reaction it seemed like they got is when he drank right from the orange juice container. Right. Like the, the crowd was like, boo! Right. <laughs> I don't know why that was there. Like, Ugh. It, it seemed like Edge was like, yeah, you guys can use my home. Just don't touch it. You know, just don't mess anything up. So it was the... He, he got his feet on the table for a little bit. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was stale. I, I much prefer the... Uh, well, Pillman and Austin, you can't do now. Yeah. But the Orton and Triple H... Rent a house and destroy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rollins, he's drinking out of the out of the orchard's card. It's a COVID world. How can you do that? <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, Stellar Justin Lopez uh, 2.0, by the way, uh, in the chat says, SmackDown roster is lacking challengers for Roman after this draft. I fear we're in for a heavy dose of him and Drew. Um, probably. Well, heavy, yeah, dose or heavy dose or heavy douche? What is he right there? Uh, he, meant, <laughs> he meant dose. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, Brock is, Brock is, I think Brock is SmackDown. He said he's a free agent, but I, I'm pretty sure it, it, him and Roman, it's not ending at Crown Jewel. Um, I think Drew, again, they're probably going to beat Drew, have Big E beat Drew, so you don't want to go to Roman right after that. So I think it's just something they probably got with Roman early winter, you know, January, February, 
and then they go to Roman's big match at Mania. I don't see it being Roman versus Drew, just with how Drew has been booked this year. I think whoever beats Roman at this point is going to be a shocker. I don't know if there's anyone that could beat him and not feel like, wow, that's predictable. Even Brock would be a surprise. Jack. I smell him. I smell what he's cooking. You smell some cooking? <laughs> some Hello Fresh? The Hello Fresh? Is that what you could <laughs> Fire Firecracker meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> the Rocket Survivor Series, that was the rumor. Um, 20, 25 years. 25 that, years. That would be fun. Um, I'm, not, I'm never holding my breath for The Rock, though. He's such a busy guy. Yeah. But it uh, would be very cool to see. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley uh, beat Tamina and Natalia. Champ, champs look good. They got a win. I think Tamina and Natalia are broken up now from the yeah. draft. Uh, so they beat him so bad, they're not going to tag team anymore. Uh, but then we also got Karrion Cross to Raw, Alexa Bliss to Raw, while Cesaro and Carrillo and Garza go to SmackDown. Um yeah, I was surprised I, we didn't we didn't see Cross at all tonight. Yeah, he he was on main event too. He beat Ricochet, so oh, yeah, you know my, my my DVR missed that. I remember when we were ripping on Cross's new gimmick and how they brought him in, and so many people were like, "You got to wait to see what they do, man. You got to see what to wait to see where they go with this." Why We've are you seen. Donald? Why are you Donald Trump in it right now? <laughs> that was your Trump. <laughs> that wasn't my Trump. That was your Trump. Incredible. No, it wasn't. That was like half. This is Trump. my Trump. This is my Trump. <laughs> you were like halfway. You just you were halfway to Trump in your wrestling fans. <laughs> it was a uh, pissy fans when people. Do you ever get it on t- those people that yell at you on Twitter? And they're like, yeah. your takes are so bad. In April you said this, and in June you tweeted this, and on the the August post rap podcast, and it's like you're you hate me this much, and you're. Paying attention and listening to everything that I'm on. It's so weird. But I had this recently. See, see, your pissy wrestling fan is like half Donald Trump. My pissy wrestling fan I do is like Cartman from South Park. Like, oh, man, look what you said. You said that on the wrestling thing about, oh, oh, he's not leaving. Oh, he, oh you saw your AEW. Oh, you're, ki- oh, 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 you're on Tony Khan's payroll. Oh, 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 Kyle, <laughs> your mom's fat. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's... Yeah. Yeah, the, being on the payroll thing is always funny to me. I'll just tell everyone right now, if Tony Khan wants to pay me to say nice things, I'll take it. I'll wow. take it. I'll, I'll, I'll sell out anytime. Let me know. Yeah. Anyone wants to. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Jack is open for business. Open for business. <laughs> hey, look, if, if Vince calls and is like, Jack, I need you to say nice things on Wrestling Inc. Okay. I thought that's what you had been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn Vince was in your back pocket. I will I will pick up that phone call and I will take the meeting any day of the week. I've never heard some I've Jack, never heard someone say so many things about the current state of Raw. Jack I'll, Jack, I'll pay you to shoot on anything we talk about. That's where we get the real money. That's where we, that's gonna cost real money. Uh speaking of real money, Crown Jewel, Goldberg versus Lashley, and Goldberg says he's going to let me check my notes murder Lashley her business who tried to help they almost got killed uh, a lot of murder references in Goldberg's promo yeah. it wasn't like a one time slip up like this no. time he's like I'm going to, I'm, you're going to be dead you know I'm going to murder you and I can't wait till you die and he's he, like Jesus Christ man this is a PG show yeah, last week last week he made a kill reference tonight he says this is a license to kill 
I, I, he had another one too. Like, dude, like we're, you're we're going to a, a show in a country that the the company won't say, but it's a <laughs> it's it's a country that was like heavily accused of murdering a journalist. Like, what do we? Stop and then and then they made a point. This is apparently a key point because uh, Goldberg went off on his own little tangent. Surprise, surprise! And then like Lashley had to like tell them to stop the music to make sure he hit this bullet point, which is bring your son if you want. So like, is this high school kid coming to Saudi too for this angle? Is Gage coming? Sounded like it. Yeah, and it sounds like he's going to get involved somehow. I think Gold, I think Goldberg wins now that Lashley's not the champ. I can see Goldberg winning and uh, celebrating with his son. Yeah, I think so too. I I have a feeling that Lashley had such a strong run. I have a feeling he's going to uh, take a few L's for the next uh, month or so, yeah, uh, like he's been doing. So between uh, this and Arn Anderson's promo, it's, it's a lot of a lot of murder yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrestling's dangerous uh, no Demol- wonder no demolition, wonder demolition, sword. <laughs> Demoli- demolition man called it murder death kill right. yeah yeah crazy yeah you can just do that now seth rollins he comes out and he doesn't seem so crazy because he's not talking about murdering people he's just talking about ending edge before uh the transition to raw uh and uh her business gets beat up by you the know real, real quick about seth rollins promo he he says shit in this promo and the, the way he said it was, which I liked, was it was naturally. It's how people really say it. Whereas right okay. now on all the wrestling shows, when they cuss, when they're like, I'm going to make you my bitch, you know, like yeah. they really overemphasize the cuss word. He's like, I don't give a shit about, you know, that's how wrestling promos are right now. Where It's like, hey, we get to cuss. And I'm really going to make sure that word stands out. And I like how Seth Rollins just kind of casually dropped it in there. Yeah, almost in a way where you kind of go, oh, did he? Re- oh, he said it. Okay. Like, cause, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's more realistic. That's how you would talk in real life. He, uh, he did tweet last week. Uh, he, he tweeted something like, oh, we get to say shit now? Cool. I think it was after NXT. Yeah, after uh, Braun Breaker said it. Cause he, and he said, and Braun Breaker said it the way you're saying it too, uh, <laughs> with the emphasis. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, I think I think Seth Rollins is going to be a big deal on Raw. Um, I mean, he's already a big deal. But I mean, I think he's going to get back to that world title level. Him and Becky both feel like they're going through like this. Uh, like <laughs> Becky's out there with like the white. I don't know. They both <laughs> feel like the celebrity couple that's going through the the, the crazy time. I don't know. They're, they're coming out acting acting pretty wild. They're going to the Halloween store. They're like, let's just let's just yeah. get all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm saying shit over and over. Right. With <laughs> emphasis. Let's go get some crazy shit. <laughs> uh, her business lost to the new day, and for some reason, the street profits came out and celebrated with them. Um, again, I think just kind of saying her business is back, and uh, new day and street profits are still friends. Don't know if there's anything to take away from that. Um, A lot of dancing. If you bring the hurt business back, are you why immediately start treating them like nothing? It's like they never left. Yeah, it, they were tag team <laughs> champions there for a little bit before. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, so they're they're here. Uh, Orton versus Omos was really just a stare down, um, but I think it does hint that potential Orton versus Omos down the road, which I that's think will a be great. That's a match as a. As an advertised undercard match, no title or anything on the line, 
that's one that seems appropriate for Barclays Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I'd love to see it. You know, because Survivor Series, while it's built on the premise of team versus team, you still always got to have some some marquee singles matches and title matches. And again, you don't need titles, but that would be, you know, Randy Orton saying, "Come on, big man, let me see." You know, are you AJ Styles, bitch? Uh, <laughs> you know, let's let's have it, and that would be a coming out right there for you know for the for that match right there. But Justin, yeah, I th- I believe ever since they started the brand versus brand, they haven't had any matches from uh, people on the same brand. Like everything really? has been brand versus brand. Yeah, I think so. Because I think it's all title versus title. Well, not uh, or champion. champion versus champion. Well, yeah. Or they'll do. You know, they had Otis and somebody against Tucker. Oh no, no, they, they didn't do that. That's what. Well, they should, I don't know. But yeah, if it well, because obviously that's not going to happen. It's at Saudi. So like, right. I mean, again, that could be a really good single smash for Survivor Series. Yeah. No, I I, I would I. I would rather see that at Saudi than AJ and Orton against uh, Omos and AJ again. Yeah. Um, we got more picks. Uh, Raw gets Carmella, Carmella and Gable Stevenson, and SmackDown gets Ridge Holland and Sami Zayn. Last set of uh, last set of picks there. Uh, Raw, Carmella, I mean, another someone to add to the women's division that felt like it's been lacking recently. Um, well, they also did... Uh... You know, they're really doing a good job of keeping the couples together. And Carmella, you know, is dating Corey Graves. Street Profits and, and Bianca, you know, uh, Montez Ford, Bianca, uh, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. So this is something in the past it was the opposite where they'd want to split them up. And, and you know, that changed, I don't know, four or five years ago. But, you know, that's that's cool for the company to to want to keep them together. Well, and Stevenson, that's, this is the talk here. Gable right. Stevenson. This guy... Taking advantage of the name, name, image, likeness that was passed by the Supreme Court, he's never had a bump as a pro wrestler. Obviously, he has got you know Kurt, Brock, Sheldon type NCAA pedigree with wrestling. Um, you know, I mean, his his draft party live look was pretty weak. Him, mom, and dad in the corner of the living room. You know, couldn't have you know, didn't have a draft party, didn't have any any peeps over or whatever, but, uh, but, but in all seriousness, I mean, this is a, this is a really big deal. Again, this guy, I mean, again, this, the closest thing I can equate to, it really is. I mean, it goes back to Kurt uh, and and Brock of guys who had not been on. And even they, you know, they had obviously OVW, you know, and then Gable hasn't even gotten that yet, but like, you know, the, the, you know, Kurt and Brock obviously were thrusted immediately into main events um, pretty quick. And then this, this is this close in 2021 as it gets, whereas you're not going to be thrust in a main event in the same way because it's different than what it was 20 years ago. But the closest thing that could be is we're going to have a draft and where there's a lot of other stars. I mean, there's a lot of names, Asuka, uh, Elias, a lot of names that haven't even been drafted that are you would think would be higher up on the pecking order. And we're going to name you as a draft pick that's going to Raw when you're still in college. I mean, you know, so that all signs point towards him being the next big project yeah and i think you know another one that it reminds me of is ronda rousey in the sense that they're probably going to thrust him into matches before he's ready so they're probably gonna he's probably going to be doing a lot of highly choreographed matches which as we've seen with ronda her early matches um shack you know in aew you can do it it can look good and then during that time keep going to developmental you know uh he's he's still training for 
the the collegiate what is it again the uh, ncaa the ncaa yeah. uh championship um, and i and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention my friday morning co-host mark henry as another another one yeah 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 they they threw him into the deep end right away too yeah. um but you know i think they're going to be a lot smarter with him uh with gable again doing a few choice tag matches things like that uh where they could rehearse all the spots and everything and the guy has all the potential in the world you know like like you said with kurt angle um we'll just have to see what his promo ability is because if kurt angle didn't have that promo ability even though he took to the ring so quickly if he didn't have that it's a very different career you're looking at so mm-hmm. we'll just have to see how well, and, then, and, and, then, and then with brock brock was a physical freak Right. But if he didn't have Paul Heyman, he would have floundered. Right. Paul Paul right. could talk him to the main event. And Brock has just this crazy charisma where he just stands out, you know, anywhere. Even in the UFC where there's a ton of other giants, you know, uh, when you'd go for the, the fights, he just he just stands out. Yeah. Brock was the first guy I remember thinking, I can't imagine anyone beating this guy. Like, <laughs> I can imagine Rey Mysterio beating the big show, but I can't imagine anyone beating up Brock Lesnar. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he, yeah, when he first started coming out, I was like, this guy's insane. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. So, you guys think we're going to get Gable Stevenson sooner rather than later? Yeah. Well, does he well, have to finish college first? He, he no, he even said no. in the spring he was looking at possibly having his first match. He, he, by my understanding, I'm not an expert, but, by my understanding of this situation now with this NIL, like, and University of Minnesota might not be crazy about it, but like he's essentially a free man. He he still is a he's he's gonna he has one more year of eligibility in college, and is gonna see that out and, and accomplish what he can accomplish. But like he he is not under the handcuffs that athletes previously had been of like where you're essentially owned by your university. He is his own man. So I don't think that he's gonna be again. I don't think he's gonna be like you know, main eventing at Survivor Series or Rumble, but it's not out of the question, kind of as Raj said, if they wanted to build towards a big Madison Square Garden show or or I don't know if they'll take them to Saudi, but if they wanted a big if they wanted to build towards a big one off marquee show uh and work him into a you know a tag match or a six man tag or something just to give him, you know, the the fairy dust rub, they could do it while he is simultaneously competing on the amateur mat. Which is you know, wild to think. Actually, Justin, you know, when you said that, I'm, I'm like, actually, you know, Survivor Series is actually not a bad idea if you put him in one of those five-on-five matches. Have him only do a select few spots. Team he's Raw. on a dominant team. He's, he's on Team Raw. Yeah, where, where he doesn't have to do too much, and he looks good, and, you know, he gets that Survivor Series debut, and he, he's the talk of the town. He, he did say uh, he was looking to start early next year, and, and he did not expect to go to NXT. Like he would completely bypass NXT. So we're seeing that happening, but you know, I could, I could well, definitely see that again. I'll take you a step further. I joked about the rock earlier with, with, with Roman reigns. And I do think eventually that's where they are heading probably for a mania at some point in the road. Mm-hmm. But like, again, this year, this November is the 25 year anniversary of the rock debuting. He made his debut in, in ring WB debut at survivor series in New York city, different venue, but in New York city, nonetheless, that's where they are this November. Imagine if, if Vince can pull some kind of connection of it's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown and Gable Stevenson is 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 participant number five on Team Raw, and you can work whether the the Rock is somehow inserted as a whatever. But if you could if you could link that up of twenty five years later, the Rock giving some kind of rub or promo or raising the hand of of Gable who's part of the winning team or makes the winning pin. I mean, 
what, you know, we all heard, we all remember that famous narration of the rock coming to the ring, doing that twirl and Jim Ross going, that's the man. That's right. that blue that, chipper right there. That's the man like, right there. You know, yeah. that's, that's powerful stuff that can live on. Yeah. Is when, who has skipped NXT since NXT has been a big deal? AJ Braun, Carl so, uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, um, Omos more or less. Um, yeah. I was gonna say they all turn out to be pretty. Like, there's not a lot of misses that skip NXT. Um, Most of them do pretty well uh, in the long term. So, um, Mike Kanellis. Mike Kanellis was he? Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say. When did he come into WWE? Was it? It was like four years ago. I want to say five. It feels so long. It feels like it was so much longer ago than it really was. But. Uh, King Rail says Brock so go to Raw and play a mentor to Stevenson. Uh, I don't see Brock playing a mentor type character. Type I can't. I can't see that either. I can um, see Heyman being paired with Steve. I always say Stevenson. It's Stevenson. Stevenson. It's Stevenson. It's Stevenson. Oh, that's going to be tricky to <laughs> say is. correctly. It's like Kurt Hennig for the longest time. I'd call him Kurt Henning. Me too. Yeah. And. Uh, I still, to this day, sometimes I'll say Kurt Henning. But... Uh, Kayla Mix says, please don't make him Kurt's second son. <laughs> yeah, please don't. You know... But, you know, Kurt's that... around. You could have him as a mentor. Yeah. That, it didn't... should sound silly to the idea that he would be Kurt's second son. But, but didn't, they, just... didn't, they, didn't they pitch <laughs> Raj? Didn't they pitch to Kurt for him to do a mentor thing to Riddle? Yeah, with Riddle. And he turned that down. But I, I could see Stevenson being more of a... Yeah. More of an interesting challenge because well, Riddle, a more appropriate fit too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know, yeah. like yeah, Riddle would be comedy. Well, and like yeah, look, Riddle. It, it's very tongue in cheek. Is the 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 weed? You know, like right. I, I think Kurt doesn't want that. But 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 you know, yeah, Gable. You know, a lot of similarities. You know, again, top NCAA national wrestler, and and come again, coming and kind of unknown to the pro wrestling world. So yeah, I think there could be a lot of synergy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see one way or another. I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out, but they must have a lot of faith in him if they're drafting him at this point. He's a freak uh, athlete. So you gotta, he's got the hardest part of it down. Plus you can't, you can't buy the rep of being an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling going into the WWE, you know, like that's, that's the the perfect transition into pro wrestling. So um, Bianca versus Charlotte main event. We chatted about a little bit, so we probably don't need to beat it too much into the ground, but uh, first time having it, you kind of got the feeling it was going to be a DQ, especially with Becky on the outside. Becky ends up taking out Bianca and then Sasha takes out Becky to end the show. Uh, I am a huge Bianca fan, but it feels like the past, I guess since SummerSlam, she has kind of been, knocked around it's not been the best run since then um uh any any key takeaways other than 20 minute matches at nndq seem to be a waste of time no i agree uh bianca's yeah there's a lot to love about her you know and then sasha shows up and she's fresh on the smackdown roster and she looks strong to promote the crown jewel but like you know i feel like i don't know i feel like sasha's had a terrible run in the last couple of years of like it's hot disappears for months on end disappears with like controversial speculation of why she's disappearing the record never gets set straight 
I don't know. Th- this ending of Raw, nothing, nothing, nothing had a good taste in my mouth. And and I like all these ladies. Mm-hmm. I, I think Becky's good on her own way. Charlotte, while yeah, she's been champion however many times, she is so damn athletic. You can't deny that. I love Bianca, and I'm a Sasha fan. I I, I have like for all four of them, but I just nothing about this left me with a desirable. Let me see more. The, nothing was. This was not a good ending to a Raw. And this was a Raw that started hot, dragged in the second hour, got me a little amped up again in the third hour. This was a poo-poo of an ending. Yeah, I I, I actually agree. I agree with you on all fronts. I like every single person involved, but it felt like they were building Bianca as this next big thing. And then after this, it was like, oh, no, she was a placeholder until the four horsewomen are back. Um, Which they're all great, but it's like, okay, we're, we're seeing this. We're seeing Sasha and Becky again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the ending just seemed like it was just a repeat of SmackDown. It just kind of did the exact same thing. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a – anytime you do a long match and it end in DQ, it just feels like a complete waste of time. And, and they knew it going in, and it, they're fine with wasting your time. I will say I, I'm okay with a DQ after a long match if it's like uh, like let's say Charlotte couldn't put Bianca away and she hit her with everything and Bianca keeps getting out and she does the I'm the frustrated villain and now I'm just gonna take her out because I can't deal with it anymore. It's different than the person who's been at commentary all night that you know is gonna get involved somehow the whole time doing it because it it doesn't feel like anything's escalated or changed. It's just like oh okay, right, but. But that, that does it for us. That's the draft. The draft is done. Um, I feel like Raw won the draft. Do you guys have any final takeaways of this episode of Raw and the draft in general? So WWE, they just sent me some stuff. Um, they, they sent the the final rosters for now. Unless I don't know if they're doing more tomorrow because they have this very official graphic. So I just put it on our Twitter. Uh, let me look at this real quick, see if there's anything interesting. So Raw... AJ Styles, Aziz, Keith Lee, da, 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 da. Um, Rhea Ripley is staying. I don't know if they did they announce that. Hmm. Uh, no, she yeah, her and Nikki Ash got drafted together. Oh, okay. Uh, Liv Morgan, we mentioned earlier. Uh, um, Nia Jax, T Bar, Drake Maverick. Uh, Tegan Knox. I, I don't know if they said that earlier on Raw Talk. Otis, I, I think they said already. Veer, we mentioned earlier. Jackson Riker. And those are Zelina Vega. So Zelina Vega moved over. And those are the main ones, the main new ones to Raw. And SmackDown, I think they said Aliyah already. Jeff Hardy, Ricochet. Ginger Mahal, we mentioned earlier. And so you could look at the full thing. Mace, Mad Mad Cat Moss, Uh, Shotzi. So Shotzi's there. Eric of the Viking Raiders. Just Eric of the Viking Raiders? Uh, They got Ivar here. They have him listed separately. So Ivar as well, uh, which was mentioned later. And Xia So... Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, again, the full list is on the wrestling Twitter, um, but yeah. 
I'll be curious if they do more in NXT tomorrow night because they they said so during Raw. It would be weird for NXT to draft people at this point because it's all new people as it is. It should be NXT. If they do a draft on NXT, it should be NXT getting to pluck the leftovers from Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Maya Yeman Ra, I can't remember if I said that or not. Uh, Jax Callens is saying, Bailey is saying on her Twitter that she is a free agent. I would guess everyone that's out, like Lacey Evans, I'm sure, is a free agent. Um, yeah. Everyone that's out for a while. Yeah. That's what I assume. If they're hurt, if they're hurt then I don't assume they're going to be drafted. Right. That's what made Gable Steve, Steveson. Steveson? Steveson. Steveson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting. Is, that's why I think they must be looking to use him right away because if you're putting Bailey as a free agent until she's ready to go, then that would tell me that Gable's ready to go. Well, rel- they, relatively they, soon. they just want to make a point of headlines that he's a big uh, he again he he might might not wrestle till November he might not wrestle till the Rumble but they just want to make a point. Well, yeah. if he doesn't wrestle till the next draft, that will be a wasted pick. Oscar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, they didn't say anything about her either. So, where's yeah. a lie? Where's a lie? They did the vignettes with Elias at the gravesite, and he's disappeared. Like, yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think. They came up with the idea for burning the gimmick, but not what a new gimmick is. <laughs> That's got to be a tense time if you're a wrestler when they're like, hey, we're going to do a thing where we're getting rid of your complete everything you've done so far. We're getting rid of it. Like, OK, I did it. Now what? They're like, ah, sit tight. Yes. Yeah. Well, remember uh, Mojo Raleigh when they had him? The box or the mirror? The mirror. The mirror. Right. And then he had some orange face paint, you know, and uh, yeah. a purple face paint and just never went anywhere. Yeah, that's. They could yeah. have shot more stuff with Elias that we never saw. So he might be like, "When are you going to release this stuff?" Right. <laughs> uh, someone's asking about Jackson Riker. He's on Raw. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, chasing after the the big title today, the twenty four seven title. Yeah, he was in the twenty four seven hunt, which is never. Once someone tells you that, uh, like you're going to be in the twenty four seven segment, it's like you got to fake an injury or something. <laughs> yeah, some because. <laughs> That's a hard. That's a hard group to get out of. Has anyone gotten out of that group? I guess uh, Jeff Hardy was in the group for a week. So, yeah. 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 The longer you're in that group, though, the tougher it gets. It seems uh, not a lot of people make it out of that group. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that does it for us. I think. Uh, make sure everyone who's watching to tune into NXT 2.0 after show on Wrestling Inc. tomorrow. Uh, we also have the uh, AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday on Wrestling Inc. and the SmackDown Rampage doubleheader after show on Friday on Wrestling Inc. Plus all the news across the week, throughout the week uh, on Wrestling Inc. Make sure to tune in there. Uh, guys, any final words before we send everyone home happy? <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. All right. Well, I am Jack Farmer. He's Justin Labar. He's Raj Geary. That does it for us, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show right here on Wrestling Inc. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.